Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Talk Recorded live. Does anybody else actually even hear that in their sleep sometimes? <laughs> I found myself waiting for it to happen as I was. I had a dial tone on the other day and uh, it was ringing and I waited for that thing. To, it was quite surprised when it didn't arrive. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I don't know if he still does it, but it used to be on some of the GVU calls. Mm-hmm. Robert would echo it. So you would get it once and then you would get Robert doing it too. Recorded <laughs> live. <laughs> so, all right. We are going to talk about um, understanding sort of the components of, of what you need to make a spell work. Whether you're doing, I mean, what, what really does it? So understanding what, what you're doing with the energy of of a ritual or a spell. Or I would even go so far as to say the same thing goes with an LOA practice of some sort. Um, and I think it's what makes the quickie work really, really well. I mean, Jeanette had asked us last week if there was something for lazy witches. And I think that that's really what we're talking about with the shortcuts or the quickie spells is how to get where you want to go and not get the part that matters or that really matters, which is the energy manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we dive into that, I just want to open it up really quickly to see if anybody had any questions or comments about the material that you got this week, um, just in case, before we get rolling on this. So I'm going to toss it around. I think Janet's probably here by now. Jackie? No, I didn't have any questions at all. Thank you. Uh, okay. Janet? Maybe she's not dialed in yet. She's not. She's she's trying. Do you have anything? No. All right. Then we've got somebody from California. Um, Okay. So the steps of a ritual are all about. And I actually left a step out when I made this list, a really obvious step, which I'm going to see if you guys want to guess what the step was. Um, But it's about harnessing the energy. So first of all, the first step in the ritual is kind of the preparation, the gathering your things, the getting your stuff together, the thinking about the intention of the ritual and thinking about what, what you want to bring into that ritual. I mean, that is, sort of the symbolic equivalent of harnessing the energy. But it's more than symbolic. I mean, the process of doing that, no matter how much, how long it takes you or how much effort goes into it, the process of doing that really does harness energy. I think that the act of actually moving through the ritual, the starting the steps, you know, the lighting your candles, the saging the things, the maybe casting the circle, all of that really goes to amplifying it. I mean, you're starting then to build the energy into, you're, you're creating that container that you're going to focus the energy in within that ritual. And the final steps of the final step being, and we talked about this a little bit in one of the things that came out this week, sort of that closing statement, which is the ultimate focus and release. I mean, it, it, it's almost sort of the orgasmic step that this is complete. So I think anything can be ritual. And I think that you can go through the steps in any, in any order you want to, but you want to think about those components, harnessing the energy, amplifying the energy, what you're focusing that energy in on, and, I mean, the focus part is actually likely going to be represented maybe even by the incantation or the affirmation, whatever it is that you say or speak into that spell. And then the releasing part of it is just the letting it go, the the sealing statement. There, I got it right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to repeat that one more time because I missed it up the first time. 
Harnessing mm-hmm. it is collecting your things, getting them all together, being intentional about all the things you touch. Amplifying is the process of doing the ritual because it builds and amplifies the energy. The focus would be the incantation or the affirmation. The release is the feeling statement, and there's one step that I forgot to write in here. Anybody want to guess what it is? Give gratitude. Always, always some expression of gratitude, which actually is the letting it go part. I think any time that you're pre-thanking for something, that you're giving gratitude for something, it's a pretty good sign you've already let it go into the universe. I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. It was interesting because I've been talking to a lot of my sort of witchy friends as we've been moving through this work. And we got into a conversation about the gratitude piece of it and the gratitude offerings. We had even talked a little bit. But I think it was Janet that she got hung up on her gratitude offerings. Um, she And I thought that she said something that was really interesting. She said whatever it is, that she puts into her spell in terms of, you know, supplies, like the investment that she makes in her spell. She sort of does the math in her mind, like this spell might have cost me whatever. She doubles it for her expression of gratitude. And she has started actually gifting her gratitude in a lot of cases. So she may make a donation. Um, She might, you know, just give it to a homeless person on the street. But some sort of expression of gratitude, I think, is really, really important. I can't believe I forgot to include it. Um, What is interesting to me about this formula of harnessing amplification, focus, release, and gratitude is how similar it is to law of attraction. Except I think in a lot of law of attraction practices, we tend to get a little soft around around a lot of those steps. Um, I mean, the amplification and the focus and the release, I think sometimes are really hard for us to do in a law of attraction practice. I think, I'm trying to remember, I believe it is the Silva method, talks a lot about the deep focus, the amplification of the energy, the really building in the energy to the vision and building in the energy, like really, really getting into that process of growing the energy of a visual or vision that you're trying to make manifest, that you're creating. We don't do a lot of that in traditional law of attraction work. It's kind of a, it's a little bit softer around the edges or maybe a little bit less intense process. But I think that there is something incredibly value about the amplification and the focus of the energy. That, I mean, if we were doing a visualization and we really focused on the amplification and the focus of the energy, that visualization is going to have a lot more intensity and a lot more power out into the multiverse or the universe or the field of potential than something that we're just sort of toying with. I think we've maybe gotten a little bit lazy. Lazy is not the right word. Maybe a little lackadaisical with some of our law of attraction work because we don't often really, really focus the energy in a very precise or pinpoint kind of way when it comes to our law of attraction work. It might just be me. I feel like sometimes we're a little lackadaisical. Jackie, what are your thoughts? Um, <laughs> I... I think probably I either swing on the lackadaisical side or the trying too hard, um, one or the other, and neither of which obviously is helpful. Um, but seeing the entire thing right from the gathering of, um, as part of my my spell is that is that is kind of new. I wouldn't have included that. But um, it does make my normal daily practice look more like a spell than I thought. If that makes I sense, I think it does because I, I think about your daily spell and I do, or your daily practice spell, whichever it is. And you do put a lot of it, a, a attention and intention into the things and the touching and the creating. I mean, there's a lot of intentionality in that, and I think that. I mean, certainly you don't have to put all of the intention into getting your stuff together, 
but you're missing a step if you do. I mean, if you're just mm-hmm. doing a ritual and you're not thinking about why you're doing it or why we're adding these things or what the purpose of what we're at, what the purpose of each individual item or step is about, you're mm-hmm. you're missing that harnessing of the energy step. So it's it's something that you need to consider. Mm-hmm. Janet, thoughts? This is an interesting one for me. The lackadaisical, I will totally put my hand up for that. And um, because I I haven't yet done my fortune spell. And I was really excited about the idea of sitting down and crafting something. And it has been a busy time, but that's, that's just an excuse. And I can feel how it doesn't feel good to me that I haven't done it because there's a part of me that's kind of going, oh, it's going to be too hard. It's like, I know it's not, but... So it's interesting that that uh, I was actually thinking before we got, I got on the call, I was thinking to myself, I'm being extremely lazy about this and I'm not happy about that. <laughs> so, I'm, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because I almost didn't come on the call because I've done so little. And yet I was wildly excited about, you know, about really diving into this. And yet... Um, it, yeah, I haven't done anything, really. And I, I know for me, it's just the formation of a new habit that, that um, you know, that the ingredients that go along with this, not just the spell casting, but there are some other things that I've wanted to implement as part of the daily practice and get a little more... It's Basically, it's building up the Neptune stuff and doing more of that and less of the Saturn stuff. And uh, this, is, this is all part of a longer journey and there are still... It, it's still not yet part of my default way of being and it just requires effort and I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for a bit of self-compassion, <laughs> put it that way. It's kind of going, you know, it's okay, there's no rush. <laughs> it is okay and it is all right and I don't, I don't know for sure that it's effort, it's more that it requires I I think investment is a word I would prefer better than effort because it's not difficult to do, but it does require an investment of time and energy and some preparation to get it done. I think when I think about the comparisons between spell work and law of attraction, I mean, we want to hold our law of attraction stuff really lightly, right? I mean, that's kind of the beauty of LOA. You hold it lightly. You're playful with it. You don't get too graspy. You, You don't make it too heavy as opposed to spell work where you might make it, you're not going to, it's not light. I mean, you're going to put everything you've got into it for a very short period of time, and then you just let it go completely. I mean, you blast it with everything you've got, and then you are done with it. You seal it, you release it, and you're finished. And the comparison of those two things in terms of energy, at the end of the day, with a successful law of attraction, you know, creation process, you might have put in about the same amount of energy over the course of time as yes. opposed to a ritual where you blasted it all in at once and then you're done. So it's easy for me to see how taking the ritual approach, given my schedule and the demands in my life, may actually be the lazy way out. Like I'm not having to worry about managing my alignment or activating anything, you know, always, constantly, you know, no matter how playfully or lightly I'm doing it, I just know that I blasted that spell, I released it out, and I'm done with that. So that might actually be a shortcut for me. Interesting to me, Lisa, because one of the things I noticed when I've done the spell work is I feel kind of guilty that I it, it takes so little time. There's almost a sense of and I know this is old, old ingrained stuff about, you know, you only get results from long hours of work. I'm totally conscious of that. It doesn't mean, that doesn't mean it's not still kind of bouncing around in my skull somewhere. So it was interesting for me that it's interesting for me to tease this out and recognize that actually, yes, it's supposed to be short and powerful rather than kind of taking the longer time. So that that really helps to bring some ease around it. And I wonder if that's part of what I was avoiding was that thing of going, I, I do this big build-up and suddenly it's all over and I'm like, is that all I'm supposed to do? What do I do now? Yeah, <laughs> maybe nothing. Right. Yeah, maybe I should go take a nap. <laughs> nothing. You are done with it at that point. 
In fact, I think yeah. that a lot of a lot of witches would say that if you you know if you're tinkering with it, you're taking the energy out. Like if you start picking at it, you're. I mean, the literal phrase that they would use is "don't pick the innards out of yourself." Yeah. Huh. That's why. Thank you. That's really helpful. You're finished at that point. Nikki, do you have any thoughts or questions on this on those steps? No, I do like the um, little quickie steps because, like, when I read the emails with all the other steps, it just felt like, you know, it was like a lot of time, like, trying to gather all these things. And I'm kind of anal about it. It has to be this or it has to be that. And that, to me, was kind of stressful. And so I really like doing the incantations because that, you know, I get really creative. And, you know, I've got my little, you know, Victoria's Secret total attraction, and I could just use that. And so if it's, like, available on hand and incantations, you know, I like those because those are kind of fun and, and easy. You know what I mean? I don't have to, like, you know, go all over town to the crystal shop or go get, you know, dollar store to get the candle, that kind of a thing. So, you know. See, I know you guys pretty well, and I know you guys have this stuff sitting around your house. And so... I mean, and I think it was you, Jackie, who said, you know, go find the right color candle. Like, I want to stress that none of that stuff matters very much unless the process of getting there feels fantastic. So, I mean, you can can do your spell, quickie or not. I mean, you could come up with an elaborate thing with what you've got in your space as long as the things that you have that you're working with sort of represent or can be charged up with the inner that you're trying to work with. And I know you guys have this stuff sitting around your house. I mean, if it feels, and it might to me, actually, like I can make it a day. (laughs) You know, I can take a Saturday afternoon and go downtown and go to the apothecary and go to the herb store and go to the, you know, new age store and I'm really after something that I'm working on in, sorry, my husband might be home and the dogs are going to go crazy. If I'm really working on something and I'm wanting to build a lot of energy, I'm in that energy gathering phase, then I would really get into that process of going about the collecting the ingredients and finding just the right thing. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, chances are you guys have everything you need to do about, you know, a hundred rituals without ever having to leave your houses because yeah. I, I know who you are. Like, I, I've got a pretty good clue what's up in those places of yours. <laughs> why, is, why is everybody being so anal? It's, we're, let's not make that so difficult. I mean, that's a good question. Why do you feel like it needs to be just so-so? Let's, let's toss that one around. I know I've got California on the line. Ellen, is that you? Somebody from California is here. Maybe muted. Um, but, I mean, Jackie, why why do you feel the pressure to get it just right? Everybody's going to have to answer this question so you're not on the spot by yourself. Um, that's an interesting question. I think it's a case of... Okay, so here's what springs to mind. I am absolutely convinced of the power of the magic and the spells and it's a case of I don't want to I need to be careful where I point this thing Um, so it's and that's actually interesting I'm kind of feeling like I know that I'm that powerful and this is not something I can go haphazardly into you are the power source, right? So everything, every step of the way, like that crystal or that bag of herbs or that candle, none of those things have any power without your intention. Your intention is steering, is fueling, is powering it. So if you're collecting those things with intention, if you're implementing them with intention, that's what makes those ingredients work for you, those, you know, those pieces of this puzzle. In and of themselves, they're powerless. They're worthless. You're you're the power source, so you can't really get this wrong. Okay, yeah, that helps a lot. I will say though, and I mean I've spoken to this before, that there are some spells and rituals that have been done the way they have been done 
for maybe hundreds of years. And mm-hmm. I think there's power in that because those who walked before us charged that incantation, that ritual, that order with with their own magic. I mean, it becomes something that in and of itself is very powerful. But beyond that, just, you know, beyond the sort of being able to draft off of the energy of those who came before, I don't see any reason to think that you can, you know, there's there's just no messing this up. Okay. Good. Thank you. Janet, are you feeling any drive to perfectionism that we need to talk about? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I, I intellectually, I get it that, that uh, about the you know the fact that the ingredients themselves don't carry the power. That's why I was pretty happy to write my own incantations starting early on. Um, when I couldn't find one that I liked or one that you know was a sort of standard classic, uh, it, it was easy to just write my own. But what I think is really interesting. As I'm thinking about this question, which I haven't really thought about, I suspect what's really going on for me is there's a, a lack of trust in my Ooh. ability to keep my intention where I want it. Um, like I know that one of the, you know, we, we didn't sort of make our first spell about money, for example, um, because and we and when we got to that topic, we, you know, we said we were going to avoid the N word, and in fact. I've been doing my best to avoid it, but man, it's tricky. <laughs> it comes up, yeah. It, it comes out, and it's it's in conversation with other people on a regular basis. I hadn't really noticed how much we use that word until suddenly I'm going, I'm not going to use it anymore, and suddenly everybody uses it all the time. I'm like, whoa. Anywho, <laughs> um, uh, but yes, so when there's a topic on which I have less than... 100% confidence, I think there's a an element of, I don't want to say fear, but certainly um, uncertainty around whether I can keep my intention clean for the duration mm. of the spell or whether I'll screw it up by bringing a, a, an intention about what I don't want. You know what I mean? If it's like if I'm, if I'm casting a spell for good health, I don't want to bring an intention that says, Please God, don't let me have blah blah blah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I get so, that. So that's where there's that's my kind of thing about getting it right. It's not so much about getting the the technical physical details of you know the right herbs, the right candles, but more about my intention. And I and because I know that's so important to the spell, that's I think why it's a little bit of a Maybe that's one of the reasons I've been playing the avoidance game. And that's when I would say, like, I hear my dad in the back of my back of my mind. He was a pilot, and I mean, his mantra is always trust your trust trust your instrument. Like sometimes when yeah. you're flying, it feels like you're going down. When you're really going up, you always trust your instruments. You that, like, in this case, I would say you trust your thing. Like, right, a crystal's not going to hold a negative charge for illness. Just not going to. You know, mm-hmm. the herbs that you bring in from nature, the, you know, the things that come out of the earth that you're using in your rituals, they're not charged with that negative stuff either. They can't be. That's not a part of the deal. So, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and in this case, that is part of why this isn't straight-up law of attraction. We're actually bringing in other elements that help hold that true and positive intention, even when you feel wobbly. I also realise too, that's great Lisa, and I also realise that um, one of the things I do when I'm casting the circle is um, I, I ask for protection and really what I'm talking about is protection from my own, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, less than perfect intentions or less than, than clear intentions. So being able to lean into that helps bring me some, kind of reminds me that it's that I'm safer than I think I am. You're way safer than you think you are. And, and really, tr- trust trust the things that you bring into the circle to do their work because that's why we do it. I mean, really, yeah. that is the purpose of this process and of using other things and incorporating ingredients or items into a ritual. That is the, that is the implicit reason that we're doing it because we're counting on them to do what they do despite 
what we might have running in the moment. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I and I have no difficulty believing in that at the same time as I believe that they have no power other than the intention I put in them. I, I, yep. I find it easy to believe both those things at the same time. Well, I mean, they come with a natural energy and they're natural. Yep. They're never going to be counter their natural energy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a rose quartz is always going to be a rose quartz. It's never going to be count. It's never going to be anything different than that. Cool. So, Nikki, are you having issues with perfectionism? Well, yeah, because it's like you know, some of the stuff is like powerful stuff, right? So, I've been doing that glamour stuff, and I think I told you, Lisa, like all these people coming out of nowhere, and then um, then I had a client fall in love with me, right? And I'm like. That's a no. So it's kind of like it's working, but then, you know, I had to release that project. But then, you know, I also want to, you know, have that, you know, soulmate in my life. I think I finally got my shit together. And so it's like, yeah, I put, you know, the intention with the glamour spell and all this, but then I'm kind of getting like these weird-ass results. So maybe that's why I kind of stepped back. You know, because it's unpredictable. I couldn't predict, like, this client fall in love with me, right? So, yeah. That is an example of be careful where you point that thing. And mm-hmm. I never responded to your email. Um, there is, I'm, I've, got, I've got a couple spells because do you mind if I mention what your email was talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And what Nikki asked because the glamour spell worked so hard for her was what spells you can use to dial down on the right person. Like yeah. really attracting, you know, the one or one of the ones and I do have some suggestions for you. There is one that's coming out in the next couple of days of material, okay. and I want okay. you to try that one out. And if you, if that one has sketched up results, then I'll give you something a little bit even deeper than that one. Okay. So, and I think that's part of the process, right? It's part of the, the learning piece is that as we start to see that this stuff is working, where you start to get results, it's really mm-hmm. easy to recognize the power that you've always had. Okay. And then it becomes a little bit more serious than it was before. Like you yeah. kind of, yeah, I, I get that. I really do. Well, I'm not complaining about the, it's just that one instance I was kind of like disappointed. But in other words, like I got invited to do like work in this art, art exhibit, you know what I mean? And so in, in that sense, it's been really cool, right? So I like all that. It's just, I just didn't anticipate his, you know, having feelings for me and stuff. So, Right. Hi, yeah, I think that is. Oh, who do we Hi, have? This is Kelly. This is Kelly, guest number oh, three. Oh, Kelly. Hi. I, I thought I would speak up. <laughs> I thought you were Jeanette floating around in there because sometimes she dials. Are you California? I'm not, but I've, I live there, but I'm, I'm not California. I'm guest. I think I'm guest three. Okay. So it's so good to hear your voice. How are you doing? Are you, are you fighting so the I'm kind of one of those people who, like, has been going around town gathering this stuff. I wouldn't say it has no effect. I think that getting the right stuff does seem to, like, it's not even, I, I don't think it's even my belief because I think I had a lot of skepticism, but, like, pretty much everything I've done has worked, like, gangbusters. I can see why people, you know, feel somewhat, you know, almost hesitant of their own power because I, pretty much everything I've done has had results, like, really, really quickly. And it's not always, like, the result I would have wanted, but I think it's the one thing with the magical stuff. It's, like, it's a little more, um, it's much more, like, focused in the LOA stuff. So you kind of get what your intention is. So you, it, I think it makes sense to, like, be really, you know, wise about, like, <laughs> what you really, really want because you'll probably get it. At least what I'm seeing is, like, I'm getting everything I've asked for, but it's not always, like, you know, what I would have hoped for, but it's probably what's sort of like best, you know, I think with the magic stuff, it's kind of have to like let go of like the result in terms of that, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you will get what you want. So, you know, like for instance, (laughs) I lift this candle to like, you know, have clear communication in this dating relationship. And it's funny. Then like I drove past him on the street, like a few days later and we had this talk. It was really good, but it was basically like, you know, the talk of like, you know, I'm not ready for the sort of serious relationship thing, which, you know, ultimately is a good thing for me, but I think the results can feel like very, um, very direct with the magic, but I'm sure like right. ultimately it's for my good. And I'll definitely be one of those people who will try the, the right guy <laughs> thing. And I, I do think with the glamour stuff, it's a little more, um, it's less targeted. So it's kind of like 
it can attract all sorts of things. So I think it's, it's not that like magic has all sorts of errant results. I think it's just with that kind of like love and attraction stuff, it like, like anything in LA, it's really good to be like really, really, really clear on what you want. I found that like when I like get a whole list and take everything I want on it, then things go a lot better versus being general, like, you know, just making like one statement about it. Like I'll get like mm-hmm. a list of stuff and then like light some stage or incense and like read every item <laughs> out loud so it's clear <laughs> what I want but that's been going really well like really kind of funny but I did want to ask if um if you'd ever tried or anyone's ever tried like I don't know some people call it like the cone of power I guess the ceremonial magicians like do like the banishing pentagram and like the Kabbalistic cross like certain kind of meditations to raise their energy like even further and so I was wondering if, you, if you've tried that, if that's helped. I haven't, and I have a lot of friends who do regularly, actually. Um, and I, I don't know for sure why it's a practice that I haven't engaged in. I think I, one friend particularly comes to mind, and she's a powerhouse, and that is a practice that she uses regularly. Um it just never really resonated with me personally. But when I think about Keisha, like she's, she is, she's a walking powerhouse. She's something else. And if it's speaking to you, I would certainly give that a try. Has anybody else ever done any of those practices? Mm-mm. I've never heard of them. I've tried it like a couple of times. And, and honestly, it seemed to track like sort of weird, like astral stuff. I don't think my place was protected enough like, at the time when I tried it. That was like, a year or two ago, but I think that as the way things are going, it's probably not necessary. I guess if I really need to amp something up, I could, but I think there are other ways to just like getting in a really good mood, <laughs> like dancing, getting excited about something too. So in terms of like how well things are going, I think to your classes, I don't think it's really not necessary, but I, I think I am curious in the future. Maybe, maybe I'll try it again at some point. I mean, let's talk about other ways to amplify. Um, I, in terms of like a wick, a wick, I wouldn't even say Wiccan, I don't like that word. In terms of a witchy kind of practice, in my own practice, I tend to lean, lean probably sometimes very heavily, much more in the direction of voodoo than I do Wicca. Um, and when I think about what a voodoo practitioner does to raise or elevate the energy, they're going to, like you said, they're going to dance. I mean, imagine what you imagine a voodoo circle would look like. There's going to be a lot of people dancing and spinning. There's a lot of dance. They're going to chant. They're going to drum. I think nothing, I mean, I wouldn't say nothing elevates the energy like drumming, but drumming is extremely effective. They're going to chant. That's why in the quickie, I mean, you say it seven times. I mean, there's sort of a chant or a repetition. So if I'm looking to amplify... So that's much more the direction that I'm likely to go is something in the lines of chanting, drumming, dancing. Um, It's just that lineage is probably a little bit more comfortable for me. Can you guys think of any other ways that you might amplify energy in a ritual? I don't know enough to to even (laughs) think of something. I mean, I would encourage you maybe to play, because I think drumming is not offensive to anybody. I mean, everybody can handle drumming. I would encourage you to play a little bit with drumming in your rituals, just spending maybe three or four minutes drumming on something while you're building and visualizing. Drumming mm-hmm. is is pretty powerful. And it's pretty universal. Like it sort of crosses all of those lines from like native traditions to Wiccan traditions into voodoo or Santeria or some of those other practices. It's it's pretty universal. Excellent. Any other questions before I give you your homework? You guys are going to like your homework assignment. Mm All right, your homework assignment is to do a prosperity, what, you know, something along those lines, pick the words you like, a fortune spell of some sort that I would say make it a quickie 
and you have to use items that you do not have to leave your house for. Okay. <laughs> so shop, shop your own shelves, shop your own boxes, shop your own tarot decks. I think tarot decks and some of those, I mean, there's imagery and decks that are really powerful. Shop your own kitchen cabinets. Shop, shop your own house. Do this thing, write it up, make sure that it gets into your book. You're all keeping a book. Are you keeping a book? Yes. I have a book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you get into your book, and then I would like to see the. I, this one is like, this is mandatory homework. So I would like to see what these rituals are in the secret group. Okay. I mean, let's say by Monday, because a lot of people will do this work over the weekend. I know Janet does hers on Monday. Um, so by Monday afternoon, let's let's get that all in. I do want to talk a little bit about a book of shadows for a second, because I know we've discussed this a little bit. But kind of how you want to orient your book of shadows is you write your ritual, what you did, what you used. You know, you write it out, how you did it. But then you leave the back page of that you leave the backside of that page blank. And that's where you write down things that you observed, evidence that you found, how it actually worked, you know, what what transpired. You, you use the back page for your notes about that particular spell. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because the spell itself, I mean, documenting that, and we're using the word spell, we could be using process or ritual, Documenting that is like only a quarter of the process. You really want to make sure that you actually document how it played out so that historically you can go back and reference that so you can really pick up on what the nuances of what you did were. And then you can play with, you know, what if I took this piece out and if I took, you know, that out and inserted something else over here? I mean, it gives you, it, it really becomes a working document. I mean, Janet had mentioned, and we talked about it a little bit last week, you always do it in pencil so that you can mark things out, you can switch you can switch things out, but you want to make sure that you're using that sort of two-page format, so you're writing it and then you're using the back side of the page to document the outcome of what you did. Okay. All right. Any questions? Any thoughts before we hang up? Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> um, the, the, the idea of being able to document it and then go back and reference it and adapt it and sort of update it, that actually does raise a question for me, which is which is not, I mean, it doesn't raise it. It, it reminds me that I've had this question, uh, which is, uh, now, for example, uh, I did the, the first spell I did was the one about my mum's health, and that had some remarkable outcomes in terms of a much more um, optimistic prognosis She's still having surgery, and I and I will do a different spell for that. Um, but with that particular spell that I chose, the little stone that I use is still sitting with her image, and the idea is they're supposed to stay together until the health situation is fully resolved, which is fine. That's that's cool. So, the, with something that's more ongoing, like perhaps the prosperity spell, so that's a specific thing that I cast a spell for. Uh, and and I have no problem with the idea that I don't need to go back. I don't need to go back and repeat it. I don't need to kind of keep nagging universe, as it were. But with something that's more ongoing, so maybe the prosperity spell or um, a sort of a more generic good health spell, for example, is there a timetable in terms of like... How, I guess the question is as basic as how often... Is yeah. it a good idea to cast a spell? Like, yeah. for example, with the glamour one, we do it every time we kind of... After, I do it every morning after my shower. I sit in front of the mirror and do the glamour spell. Um, and I do it every time I pass my reflection. So I'm sort of unsure of... There's some. There seem to be some spells that we do almost all the time because <laughs> I right. see my reflection quite a lot. <laughs> and... Uh, and some that we do once and then we let it go completely. And I'm just, I'd like to get some guidance as to what, you know, where things fit, if that makes sense. The glamour glamour spell is unusual in that it is something you repeat all the time. I would say the vast majority of spells, 
you're only going to do, I mean, they, they tend to calculate around a moon cycle, right? So pick the right. date, pick where, not the date on the calendar, but where you're at on the moon cycle and let it run its entire moon cycle. And then it's, then it's kind of, it's built, it's, it's waned, it's matured, and it's done. At that point, if you want to repeat it, go ahead. Okay. So, that makes I mean, so much sense, yeah. Give or take, you're going to give it 30 days, you know, 28 to 30 days to mature out yeah. into the space. And then if you want to repeat it, you're going to wait that amount of time. That said, and I think I mentioned this in some of the materials, if I was to cast a spell against the proper cycle, right, like I felt for some reason I wanted to cast something that should have been done on a waning moon, on a waxing moon, I might go back sooner and do it in the right cycle of the moon, if that makes any sense at all. So I right. might not necessarily yeah. live. If I did it kind of on an emergency basis, and but I know that it would be more effective in the opposite moon cycle, I might go back and repeat it on the full moon or the correct moon cycle. But generally speaking, you're going to give it the entire cycle of the moon before it's done, and then you can repeat it if you choose to. Now, Lisa, really, being that, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so being that we just had the full moon, we're still in that 48 to 72 hour period for the full moon in Taurus. So since we're doing the quickie prosperity spell, can we start that 30 day to like yes. today? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I would do it today or tomorrow at the latest. Yeah, well, we're in the 48 hour, at least here in the States for 48 hours. So, yeah. So, yeah. Sweet. Okay. That's brilliant. Oh, new moon in, a full moon in Taurus is a perfect time for doing this. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so this is on point. This is definitely on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lisa, I also have a question about when you talked about shopping our resources that we have in our home. Um, okay, so for example, if we haven't got, um, if we don't have so-called the right stones, can we use whichever one is um, drawn to us, and then that stone is dedicated to that spell for the thirty for the full cycle? Is that right? And yeah. then you can reuse yeah. it for something else. Yep. Okay. All right. Because I was reading a prosperity spell that said you had to get six pieces of bloodstone and bury them in your garden, and then I thought, well, what the hell? Oh. Then what? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. So that would never resonate for me. I would not do that just because. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> use what you've got. Use what represents prosperity and abundance to you, and you can reuse those supplies. I mean, if, I, if I'm doing a banishing ritual, you know, let's go back to my nanny. Like, I really wanted that shit out of my life, that energy. Mm-hmm. I wanted it gone. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I used in that ritual, like, we took that stuff out and we buried it next to the water where I knew the tide was going to come in and eventually wash it away. That stuff was gone forever. Mm-hmm. That is the only time that I wouldn't reuse something from a ritual if I wanted to. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, Lisa, so I have one quick question, Lisa. So can we have more than, I guess, one spell going on, right? So the glamour, I think, is ongoing, right? We do that on a day yes. basis, which is cool. And then so if we're fixing to do this here, um, prosperity spell, right, because we're, like, still in that new, like, full moon phase in Taurus, can we do, like, another one that's separate from that, right, for this third? Yeah. Or is it just one spell per moon phase or moon cycle? No, I do as much as you're comfortable with. Okay. I mean, I know, I know women who will literally take, they will set aside, and I think this is more... I mean, I just don't have this much space in my life, but they will literally set aside a block of hours on the full moon day so that they can get all their stuff done at once on the full moon, and then they just walk away with it. Like, I love that idea. I just don't have that room in my life to block off four hours on a full moon every month. Okay. But if you can and you want to, let it roll. And I will say that, like, you know, the fortune affirmation or the fortune incantation if you want to repeat those incantations during the wrong moon cycle, like that doesn't count. You just okay. want to make sure that, I mean, certainly repeat them as an affirmation as much as you want to, as often yeah. as you want to, kind of like we do the glamour. 
but you mm-hmm. want to, to the best of your ability, cast your stuff, like really okay. focus and release that energy in the right cycle. Okay. 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 Does everybody kind of understand which, what types of things we do on the, I think I just closed my talk show window, what types of things we do on the full moon or on the waning moon versus the waxing moon? Yeah. Yeah, that was all very logical. Nice to have yeah. it. Excellent. And, I, you know, again, the full moon is kind of the bisexual of the lunar cycle. It goes either way. Okay. Anything goes on a full moon. Some would also mm-hmm. say that anything goes on the new moon. I like that idea. I'm choosing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the full moon too, particularly since like it's in Taurus. So yeah. All right. So I'm going to do one more round for questions. And I maybe look at my window back, but I know that Jackie's first. Any questions, girlfriend? No, 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 I'm fine. Thank you. Janet? I do, well, yes, I do, I do have a question. I just had a thought. Um, I was thinking about, you know, shopping my house for the prosperity spell. And I suddenly thought, I, you know, I own a diamond ring, which was belonged to my great aunt. She was probably the only person I can think of in my entire ancestry who ran her own business. And she was actually... She was sort of notorious in her village in northern England in Lancashire because she was uh, her husband was a kept man. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, I know. That's spell making right there. It's, yep. Yeah. And um, she was the first woman in her village to pluck her eyebrows, which, Ooh. you know, Ooh, shocked so people. Amazing. Wow, yeah. I know. Um, but mainly because she 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 never bought jewellery that wasn't real. She never had costume jewellery. And she, my mum was sent a whole bunch of her stuff after this lady died. And um, and she passed one on to me. And I, I, I rarely wear it because it's not quite the right fit and it's the style of the ring that is really difficult to get adjusted. So I'm thinking about using it. I've dug it out. I'm actually holding it now. And I'm thinking about using it as a kind of talisman. And I'm just thinking about putting it on a chain around my neck. I was and just going to say that. Really I put that baby on a chain. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's really cool. Oh, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> I love the flexibility. You know what I love about this? I love that this is the first time really that I've... I mean, yes, I was happy to write an incantation because I'm a word girl, so I know I sort of felt confident about... If I can write something that I like the rhythm of and I like the sound of, then it, then I'm okay with that. But when it came to the other bits, the sort of the herbs, the crystals, the ingredients, the physical bits and pieces, I felt a lot less confident. And suddenly I feel like I've just gone, clicked into this new way of thinking about it, of going, and I lo- that's why I really like this idea of shopping our house. I'm not yeah. I'm not listening to an outside voice that says you have to go out and buy a specific type of crystal I'm basically mm-hmm. going, diamonds are crystals. I mean, they're one of the ultimate crystal formations. Uh, that, so they have, the, they have the, the, the crystalline structure and this particular one has significance. It has that meaning to it. It's a perfect talisman. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And charged, so, yeah. charged with the energy of those who came before. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when I think about herbs, like let's talk about herbs for a second. Like to me... Jasmine represents, I mean, that represents comfort and love. It just does. But a very prosperous herb, and it probably isn't for other people, sage. I mean, sage grows abundantly all around me. We've got some of the most incredible sage plants that I couldn't kill if I wanted to that live outside in our garden. Like sage represents prosperity. When you... But that's, I mean, and I, that's not necessarily unique. You will see, and I'm not talking about sage, like sage that you would burn. I'm talking about sage like you would use in your kitchen. Like, that's often called for in abundance and prosperity spells. But, you know, when you really feel your way around what's growing in your garden or growing outside your house, I mean, Nikki's in Arizona and I'm in Washington State. What the earth offers up for her Nothing. represents prosperity is going to be very different, yeah. right? Because I'm yeah. surrounded by that in that kinds of energy. 
I think there is something very powerful about really regionally dialing into what the earth represents or what the earth yeah. gives us that represents these different energies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lisa, that's really exciting for me. I have some, I don't know if you know, but some of the people here do, that I've just recently, we recently acquired a greenhouse or a few months ago. And I have turned seen myself your pictures. From, yeah, I've turned myself from... Um, somebody with a black thumb into somebody who successfully grows her own food. Well, not all of it, but you know, it's, it's not there yet, but it will be. Um, and I have sage in my greenhouse. I'm totally going to use sage that I grew and nurtured from scratch as a representation of, you know, the prosperity from something that I grew from scratch. <laughs> Abundance, yeah. I love it. How about you? How about you, Kelly? Do you have any questions before we wrap up today? Um, I don't think so. I'll be curious to try the stuff that comes out in the future emails. Yeah. Um, Nikki, any questions? Yeah, I do. Can you um, double dip like an item? Can you use like the same item for different spells? Because like for the prosperity one, I was going to use one of my Oz coins, but then I want another trip to Oz. So I was wondering if I can, you know, use it for two different spells of the same coin. Running simultaneously. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I may have other odd items too, but I'm gonna say probably not. But I'm okay. also gonna say if you really feel inspired, go for it. Okay. Okay. Well, I have I other think, items, so I can go ahead and do that. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, there's no reason for me to say probably not. But it just okay. kind of feels like we want them to be. We want that energy to be. Again, it's the focusing of the energy. So you want the energy of that item to be all in wherever okay. you put it. Okay, well, I'll just use the Oz coin for the Oz trip then. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. All right, I'm expecting to see some rocking, quickie, shots, my house, prosperity, <laughs> abundance work going on in that group. And like Nikki said, we actually don't have until Monday. It probably needs to happen in the next 24 or 48 hours. This is the right moon cycle to get that done. Yep. Okay. Yay. All right, ladies. All right, thanks. Good call. Thank you so much, Lisa. Bye. Bye. Bye.